When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is your favorite thing to do in Minecraft? For me, it's fighting mobs, which I guess is a little strange because Minecraft isn't really a combat-focused game. But anyway, if you're like me, eventually your basic undead horde becomes too easy and you begin itching for a new challenge. So you defeat the Wither and you free the End from the tyranny of the Ender Dragon. But what next? Could there be another boss in the future of Minecraft? So, let's take a look at what makes a boss a boss in this episode of Dig Straight Down. What is going on, crafters? Welcome to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. Guys, what do you think about the Piglin Brutes in 1.116.2. Personally, for me, I haven't yet had a chance to play it. I know it came out. I know that we now have Piglin Brutes in the game. I haven't had a chance to to, uh, play it yet. Now, I have actually just recently raided my first Bastion Remnant in the game. Up till now, I've just been kind of watching other people do it on YouTube. Now I finally have a feel for what it actually is like. And previously to this new update, it's been pretty awesome. Like, I like the Bastion Remnants. When it comes to things like, um, say, like arrows, I don't really do a lot of crafting of arrows. Um, I don't know, like... I'm I'm just always roaming the world and like, you know, getting into, you know, dungeons and stuff. I don't really settle down as often as I used to anymore. So if hey guys, if you're if you if you play like that and you need arrows, go to the Bastion Remnants. They've got you covered. There's like you can easily get a stack plus from one Bastion Remnant. So uh that was pretty cool. But yeah, I haven't really had a chance to play with the the uh, Piglin Brutes yet, so I don't know how different it's gonna be. It might not be very much different. Um, I don't know, but we will see. Um, random idea. I have these random ideas often. I've been thinking about the possible new additions of new ores or like tiers of materials to Minecraft in the future. What if we had silver? What if we could make silver gear? Some of my thoughts about that are silver gear could be tied to the faces of the moon so that like it's more powerful than diamond at the full moon. But as it um, as the moon wanes into the new moon, it becomes weaker and weaker till it's as weak as stone. And it could also be most effective against a set of mobs like the undead. I don't know, just a random idea I've had. I think it would be cool. Uh, A lot of people don't really know 
when when they when they ask for new ores in the game, they don't really have an idea of what those ores could be used for, other than say just at making new blocks for decoration. But maybe silver gear that is tied to the phases of the moon, so that your armor becomes stronger, your weapons become more powerful, your tools become, I don't know, more durable or more efficient. Maybe yeah, the fuller the moon gets. And then they revert back to pretty weak when the new moon comes around. That sounds really cool to me. I would like to see that kind of mechanic added to the game. But anyway, just let me know what you guys think. And let's dig into the community highlight. Now, this episode's community highlight comes in the form of two tweets from Minecraft lead game play developer lady agnes she has taken she had taken a break from twitter but now she's back with this promising tweet she says back at work after a four-week vacation or well rather staycation now i'm super excited to start working on some secret things i hope you are all having a good time uh, she later tweeted i have seen many questions on if there will be a minecraft live event or minecon this year and I'm super happy to say there will indeed be a broadcast. And we can for sure show some exciting things then. Some exciting new things then. More info will come next month, so stay tuned for that. Guys, that is awesome. Uh, we can definitely, definitely expect to find out what the next update will be in the event that she was talking about. Whether that is... A, um, a live stream from the developers where they have like a few limited people there because of, you know, they want to probably maintain social distancing and all that. So it might be a bit different than it has been in the past. But I now I can't make a solid prediction. You know, like it, it, there's a lot of things up in the air as to what Minecraft 1.17 will be. But for me personally, I would not be surprised at all if... 1.17 was the mountain update, and just the mountain update. Nothing more than the mountain update. I think it would be a small but welcome update, much like the Busy Bees update was. And it just makes sense to me that they would release a smaller update in between the larger ones. We just got a massive, dimensional-wide overhaul to the nether, so I think the developers might want to tackle a smaller task before diving into either a cave update or maybe an end update. So my prediction is that 1.17 could possibly be just a mountain update. Nothing more than that. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Um, again, I have no inside information on this. This is me just completely pulling speculations out of thin air with nothing to base it on. So I could totally be wrong about this. Um, question for you guys. Do you think the next big update, whatever number that might be, the next big update, do you think it's going to be the cave update or the end update? Uh, and a secondary question to follow up on that. Do you think that the cave update actually is going to be a large one? When I'm thinking about it right now, um, sort of in light of the mountain update, I mean, there's a lot of caves in the world. Obviously, there's caves everywhere 
in the world of Minecraft. They are ubiquitous no matter where you find yourself in the world of Minecraft. But caves really aren't that big. They're, they're, they're literally just holes in the ground. So is there really that much that they could add? I know there's a lot of possibilities, but do you think that there really is that much that they could add to make this a huge update, or is this going to be a medium-sized to maybe a smaller update, the cave update? I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people have an opinion on that. So if you have any predictions about any of these updates, you can let me know. Number one, by joining the Discord. Hey guys, there have been a few people joining our Discord since the last episode. Welcome to all of them. They've been having some great conversations. If you want to join in, just uh, follow the link that's in the show notes of this episode. It'll take you there and you can join in on all the fun that we're having. So if you have any predictions about the next Minecraft update or any of those things, you can join the Discord and let me know. So let's dig straight on into the feature review of this episode. And this episode's feature review is Minecarts. The humble minecart, the maybe outcast of Minecraft, depending on who you ask. There's a lot of people who are not fans of the minecart. It just seems like not a lot of people have a use for it, and I'm one of those people. I have not really used a minecart very much unless it was to build some sort of railway station in between locations on the realm that I play on. Um, but even then, like, I just eventually end up either using the nether hub or just simply walking because honestly I might be able to get there faster. I don't know. Um, not a lot of people use it, but then there are some people who will stand up for it. Anyway, let's get into some interesting facts about the minecart. Number one, minecarts can move up to eight blocks a second in a straight line, but can move up to 11 blocks a second diagonally. I don't know if this is an intended feature or if this is a glitch, but for some reason, moving diagonally instead of on an axis allows the minecart to move faster. Just an interesting tip there. If you want to move faster in your minecart, make it go diagonally. According to the Minecraft Wiki, in Java Edition, two or more minecarts can be merged by pushing them into each other so that they overlap. Merged minecarts move as a collective like a train and can be useful for long-distance transport. Now, this is something that took me by surprise, because I don't know how true this is. I didn't jump into a creative world to test this out or anything before I recorded the show. But I don't know. Like, I, I, It seems like I would have discovered this by now, because I've used minecarts, and I've used multiple minecarts at a time, and I've definitely nudged them into each other before and I don't know if they actually do this now I'll probably have to jump in to a world and test this out to make sure it happens I don't know but I've never tried it I've never I've never intentionally tried to make this happen so it could definitely be true probably is since it's on the wiki if you guys know obviously join the discord and let me know um but if that's true then that's pretty cool um, I think it definitely could be improved. I, I almost wish that there was a real way to link minecarts together, whether that was crafting, you know, linkable minecarts, like with a minecart and a chain or something like that. Or maybe minecarts um, can link together 
uh, by, you know, shift left, shift right clicking on a minecart with another minecart. I don't know. That was an interesting fact. I had never tried it, never knew that it existed, so I'll have to try that again. Next one, use, there's a useful glitch. Uh, when a boat is placed in a minecart, the minecart travels faster on rails, approximately as fast as on powered rails. So, not an intended feature of the game, but if you want to save on your redstone supplies, just put a boat in your minecart and it will go nearly as fast as it would on powered rails. That's a good, useful glitch to know. There are variations to the minecart, and the ones that you can get in survival are the hopper minecarts, the TNT minecarts, the furnace minecarts, and the chest minecarts. Um, some of those are self-explanatory. Uh, the furnace minecart basically is like a minecart with an engine. You put, I think you put coal in there to, to, uh, make it move by itself without the use of powered rails. A, um, feature that sounds really cool, but no one ever uses. Um, and then there are some variations of the minecart that you can only get with commands. And that is the command block minecarts and the mob spawner minecarts, both of which I've never used and never seen used. I'm sure they have some interesting uses, however. So, what is the ranking that I'm going to give to the minecart? Okay, and to remind you guys what my ranking system is, because I think I actually might have forgotten to do this in the last episode. Anyway, to remind you what my ranking is, it is from Netherite. Then you have diamond, emerald, gold, iron, stone, wood, dirt, granite, and birch log. So that's 10 to 1 in that scale. So what do I rank minecarts at? I rank minecarts at stone, 4 out of 10. Lots and lots and lots and lots of room for improvement, guys. Lots of room for improvement. And... The folks on Discord agreed with me on this. <laughs> um, so here are some roasts that the uh, the guys on the Discord channel had. And if you want to get in on this, again, just follow the link, the invite that is in the show notes, and you can join in and roast features every episode. From High Hopes, he says, The minecart has half the name of the game, yet never gets touched. That's very true. The minecart has the word mine in it, just like Minecraft, but yet it is not something that a lot of Minecrafters use. So, Llama Face says, other than roller coasters or tools for redstone machines, they've got no use, but yet they get incredible PR. And I thought that was a pretty good point because, yeah, in in a lot of the, the videos that Minecraft releases for you know, branding and such. There's a lot of minecarts involved and there's a lot more minecarts in those videos than actually are used in the game. That's very true. They get incredible PR. Okay, final spam. My favorite part about traveling by minecart is when you reach your destination, the minecart bounces, sending you rocketing the opposite direction from where you want to be. Well, I hate to say it, but it sounds like you're just building your minecart rails wrong. <clears throat> <laughs> I have to be careful. She owns the realm that I play on. So, yeah. But that's true. That's true. That's true. 
All right, so that was the roasts again. If you want to get in on the roast, you can join the Discord. Link is in the show notes. So let's dig straight down into the main discussion of this episode. And the main discussion of this episode is going to be about bosses in Minecraft. So when you ask a group, any group of Minecraft players, what the overworld boss is, sometimes you get a few different answers. Some say it's the Elder Guardian. Some say it's the Evoker in the mansions. Others say it's the Pillager Raids. Very interesting perspectives there. But so what is the real answer to this question? I don't know. I don't I, I personally don't think that there is a a a, a mob boss in the overworld. I don't think it exists. And here's why. You have to define what a Minecraft boss is, how it is different from a Minecraft mini boss, and then you can determine whether or not something in the overworld can be considered a boss or not. Now, as far as I've seen, there is no official, like from Mojang, official definition of what a Minecraft boss is. So I kind of thought really hard about it, guys, and I came up with my own definitions for these things. So defining a Minecraft boss based on the mobs that we know for sure are bosses in the game. Number one, they are much more powerful than the player. Kind of goes without saying, but it's true. The Wither and the Ender Dragon are so much more powerful than the player at its base level. I'm not talking about a player with all the enchantments and the top tier gear. I'm not talking about that. Just Steve completely without any gear. Yeah, he gets owned by these guys. Two, they require preparation. So for the Wither, you have to go get Soul Sand. You have to get three Wither Skeleton Skulls. It requires preparation. That doesn't even go into the preparation for fighting it. That's just to summon it in. For the Ender Dragon, you have to go through the whole quest of finding the stronghold with an Eye of Ender, which requires you to get an Ender Pearl, either by killing an Ender uh, Enderman or by trading with the Piglins. Also, fighting a Blaze to get Blaze Powder, combining it together to get an Eye of Ender, following the Eye of Ender to go to the stronghold, fighting, yourself, fighting your way through the stronghold, completing the portal frame for the end portal and then going to get the the ender dragon so there's a lot of preparation that goes into both of these things three they are optional player initiated encounters you're not going to go out into the wild of minecraft and come across an ender dragon or a wither those don't happen just naturally you have to actually go out of your way to find these things or to summon them in, in the uh, case of the Wither. Four, they are gatekeepers to specific features of the game. For the Wither, you cannot have a beacon unless you fight the Wither. For the Ender Dragon, you cannot easily, I will say, you cannot easily um, go out and get things like Purpur and Endstone and Elytra, and shulker boxes without first defeating the ender dragon. I mean, I guess you can technically do it, but it would be extremely, extremely difficult. So they are gatekeepers to specific features of the game. Five, they do not spawn naturally in multiples. Um, the wither 
does not spawn naturally at all. You have to spawn the wither in. So that does not spawn naturally in multiples. The ender dragon does spawn naturally, but not in multiples. There's only one at a time, unless you cheat the game and make more than one at a time. Six, they are dimension specific, or at least themed around a dimension. So for the ender dragon, only found in the end, you cannot find it in the nether, you cannot find it in the overworld. That does not happen naturally in vanilla survival of Minecraft. For the wither, it, it its components come from the nether. It is nether specific, even if you can spawn it in any dimension that you want. Its ingredients come from the nether. It is a nether mob, in my opinion. So those are the six definitions that I would say define what a Minecraft boss mob is. Now, defining a Minecraft mini boss. Uh, and they exist, guys. They exist. Mini bosses definitely exist in the game already. Number one, they are a legitimate threat for the player. Even if they're not absolutely just way more powerful than the player, they are at least a thing to take seriously. So unlike your run-of-the-mill zombie or creeper or what have you, these things are a bit more frightening than those. Two, they require some strategy to defeat beyond a hack and slash, uh, hack and slash approach. You can't just go in there with basic gear and just whack them to death. That doesn't happen. You need to have a little bit more strategy than that. Three, they only spawn in specific areas or situations, and those situations would be like uh, a, a, a pillager raid. Four, they are the guardians of loot or other rewards. So when you kill one of these things, you at least have a chance to get something unique in the game. And those four points define a Minecraft mini-boss, and those mini-bosses are Elder Guardians, Evokers, Ravagers, Wither Skeletons, and Piglin Brutes now. Um, all of those things meet those four requirements. So, for instance, um, Elder Guardians, they are a legitimate threat to the player. They require strategy. They only spawn in monuments and they are guardians of loot and in this case the loot kind of sucks because it's just sponge but whatever uh evokers are the same thing they are a legitimate threat they require some strategy they only spawn in specific areas and they are guardians of the totem of undying ravagers they're a legitimate threat they require some strategy they only spawn in certain situations such as the pillager raid and they are the guardians of loot you have to defeat the ravager to get hero of the village wither skeletons legitimate threat require strategy only found in specific areas and they're the guardians of their own heads piglin brutes legitimate threat requires some strategy they only spawn in specific places and they are the guardians of all that loot in those bastions now those my friends are the minecraft mini bosses that means the Elder Guardian is not a boss. It is not a boss of the overworld. And I, the, the, the closest thing that, that comes to a boss in the overworld, I would say, is the Pillager Raid. But I, 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 I have some kind of like visceral issue with calling a, an event a boss because in my opinion, a boss needs to be a singular entity. It needs to be a singular mob. Anyway, 
Question for you guys. Do you guys agree with my definitions of bosses and mini bosses? If you do, if you don't, let me know by joining our Discord, chatting with me, or you can email me, digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. And to conclude all this, I kind of thought it would be fun to design an overworld boss based on these requirements. So, without further ado, I present to you the Phantasm. It is a it is a Minecraft boss. It is that is much more powerful than the player. It is a giant wingless draconian phantom. It spawns phantoms and thunderstorms to keep them from burning in the sun. It shoots a laser beam that affects the player with either nausea, slowness, or weakness, and it has a powerful bite attack. Um, it requires preparation. Uh, you will need milk buckets to uh, to counteract those effects. Um, you would need ranged weapons to avoid the bite attacks, and an armored horse is probably strongly suggested for this battle. The player also must have the end dragon egg and a certain number of crying obsidian for the next point, which is it is a optional player-initiated encounter. It is spawned by creating a crying obsidian pyramid like a beacon base, but only out of crying obsidian, and placing the end dragon egg on top. The phantasm will hatch from the egg. It is the gatekeeper to a specific feature of the game. When defeated, the player can use the pyramid to teleport to the moon, which in this idea is technically still a part of the overworld dimension. And that would open up a whole new area of the game to explore. It does not spawn naturally in multiples. The player must spawn it. And it can only be spawned in the overworld. It is dimension specific. So that's my idea for an overworld mob uh, or an overworld boss. Rather, I think it would actually be pretty cool. And if you have any thoughts, again, let me know by joining our Discord. It's in the show notes, and you can email me dixtrickdownpassagemod.com. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Again, uh, you can connect with me on Discord. You can email me with questions or comments. You can connect with me on Twitter at RebelJC underscore 92. And guys, until next time, keep digging straight down. I'll see you in the next episode.